Hello, motherfuckers. Hello there, Shirley. Hello, Shirley. How lovely to see you. Do you mean that? Yeah, it is lovely to see you. You're looking very, you're looking very virginal today. Virginal? Yes. Do you think it's, it's a, my hair? I think it's your hair. You've been to, you've had the uh, mobile salon come to yours, haven't you? She's come over. She, she chopped me and my, my son. Is that the first time he's had a haircut? Yeah. I had to really prep him for it and there was a lot of uh, tears beforehand. Mainly because I had to wash and brush his hair beforehand. But the actual cutting, he was good as gout. There we go. Short back and sides or a little step. No, you're just literally just cutting off the dreadlocks at the back. You can't even tell. Do you think this hair makes me look like a virgin? Yeah, you look like a virgin. And it's, uh, it's been a while since I've said that. And it's been a while Ooh, since you've been one. Like a virgin. It's true. It's absolutely true. Decades now. Absolute decades. 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 S-H-O-P-I-N-G. We're shopping. I'm going on Saturday. Yeah. Can't wait. Hitting Soho. It's going to be absolutely round. You can tell. All those queens are going to be out, aren't they? They're both oh, double they backs. Already, already. Soho. Dreams. They were interviewing people in Soho. They go, it's absolutely buzzing here. We're loving it. It's like the good old days. <laughs> no, I, and they were just... I, I didn't get scared. I got excited. You must go. You must show, tell the people you're back and you're, you're back and you're out. Where are you going to go? Like... Prowler or um, something? Where are you shopping in Soho? Liberty. We're going to go to Liberty. Oh, it's in Soho now, is it? We're going to go for lunch in Soho. There's no point in trying to book anywhere, so you're just going to have to do the crawl, aren't you? You're going to have to do the crawl, see fun. where I let it in. Yeah, it'll be, be fun. fun. Are you planning to go out, or...? I have... What plans? Well, I went out today. Adventuring anywhere? In the evening. Well, yeah, in the evening. Um, or just anything different from what you have been doing, i.e. the park and well, the we've got Well, we've got some friends up the road, and we, they've got a lovely Chardin, and a sort of sand, uh, fire pit, and we've been going around there every well, weekend. that's nice. So I think we're doing a barbecue there this weekend, and it's easy. They've got kids who seem to babysit our kid. I think they're babysit. I don't know what goes on when they're indoors, because he runs in there. I don't know what goes on. I don't ask... They just disappear for hours. Much the best. Absolutely. I have no evening plans as such. I have got a couple of dinners that were booked in since before lockdown. I don't even know when they are, but I've booked in nothing for the evening. I think I'm going to wait till it gets a bit warmer. I think that's the best way because it really is too cold to Mm. maintain a personality outside. And also, as you well know, when I get a cold, it lasts between four and six weeks, which is just a bit of a blow. So I'd rather stay indoors in my slide casuals. I'm not shy. But evening wise, I've got dinner on Monday and I'm going to bring my blanket and hopefully there are heaters. If not, I'm going to turn on my tuppence and just go home. We've got an agreement. I think there will definitely be outdoor heaters and I think you should take a water bottle. I think these places, there are some places that sort all those things out, don't they? Blankets, water bottles, outdoor heaters. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Charity shops are overloaded at the moment. Absolutely overloaded. People are complaining that the bags have just been left outside the front while the shop has been closed. It's antisocial to say the least, Shirley. I know. Listen, everyone's got a lot of shite to get rid of. And they have have good manners and wait for them to open. You do, but as we discussed last time, no one's got manners. People are leaving their rubbish everywhere. They just don't care. People have gone mad. Yeah, people have gone mad. Tick. Just like you, mad. mad. Tick. Tick. Do you, do you donate to the charity shop or do you... We, sort of... we go to Mind, which is our local, yeah. which is also our charity of choice, Shirley. It um, is, but when we the, do one our me, the one near me isn't that good. It isn't that well looked after. And I have to say, I do resent a charity shop that isn't well looked after. Do you know what I mean? If the outside is dressed nicely mm. and there's a massive backlog of sorts of just old knackered buggies... I do. Don't you? I just want to offload my stuff. To be honest, if I go to a charity shop, then I'm a bit picky. But I, if, if I'm just wanting to drop off my merch, you don't mind. Oh, no, I, I don't still mind. drop off. I still drop off because mine is one of our favoured. 
But the one in the Clapham Old Town Boutique by Shelter is very, very well looked after. Oh, the shelters are high end, though. They the are. Shelters they are, are. Uh, sort of um, semi-designer, aren't they? Yeah. If you think I was going to say Karen Corran, but she ran a venue at the um, the Edinburgh Festival. Festival. What am I thinking of? That that brand? Karen Miller. Karen Millen. Yeah. If you think Millen, Karen Millen's a designer. Oh, the good old days when I used to dress up in Karen Millen. Go down Begley's. Yeah, but you've got a I've nice figure been. for Karen Millen. You've got to be about Karen five Millen. foot six, a size six, and you've got to like sparkle. I couldn't. It's I haven't sparkled since the late 80s. That's okay. what I'm talking about, though. That's the last time you were in Karen Millen. Live performances, they're going to be back soon. Are you looking forward to them? Or are you scared? Of performing myself? Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, I really want to get back on stage now and I want a proper oh, audience. Good. Yeah, yeah, I am looking yeah. forward to it. We need some material though, Shirley. Don't worry about that, that'll come. I was thinking though, what would you say off the top of your bond was our worst gig ever? In, in the entirety of our career? Yes, entirety of our over what 12 years of being so you a always say so you're stuck on 12 darling we're 13 we're about to okay, come to the 13. 14 sure sure and um, the worst ever gosh there have been so many terrible ones. i mean i think the primary school where we performed our material our best material to a bunch of five-year-olds is quite high up there that was shocking because there was the aftermath there was the pdst after that yeah um, that was the, bad. the lawyer's letters the sort of the anger <laughs> that first of all you feel you go through those different stages of, of something what is it grief i, I grief i hate season first of all we felt shame then we felt anger, and then we were in denial. I don't know in what order it came in, but we felt... I, and also, was... we shat on our own doorstep because it was basically where we grew up. Shelley and I grew up in Blackheath, and that's where we decided to perform. And I will admit, hands down, that I did not read the small print, and therefore I didn't realise it was for children. I thought it was for parents and teachers. So we, we did do our late night show. We just turned out there was just a row of five-year-olds in onesies, and their little feet just didn't even come off the seat. Mine touched the floor. They're all in bunny rabbit hats. And I was just snorting cocaine off Shirley's rack. No, it wasn't ideal. I do realise it wasn't ideal. But I don't know if it's the worst. I just think it was the most inappropriate. The kebab shop in Hackney for me was quite bad. That was, I had goat bones thrown at me as I was performing. (laughs) As I got called a racist. Yeah, again, you've got to explain this story. Well, I was doing, no, I was doing, I'm sure I've told the people this before. But I know I was doing one of my characters, Penny, who who is married to an Arab she met on the Edgware Road. And she just dances in Arabic. But I am half Arab. But they don't know that. I never I never sort of preface it. Well, they were Muslim, weren't they? They were Muslim. Muslim. They weren't Arab. They were Muslim. And when I... I don't know that I even spoke any Arabic or... I don't know what... Something triggered them. And I still don't know what it was in my material. Because you came over like a fake fur. That's why. They thought you were a fake fur. Exactly. I was doing my belly dancing and I was just, yeah. you know, speaking a bit of Arabic. Oh, yeah, the Sharm El Sheikh. Yeah, here we are, the Caro Car Wash. And, yeah, and you're just going to wa- uh, yeah. Hello, everyone. Walakum alalakum. Oh, that was it. Asalaamu alalakum. Walakum alalakum. Yeah, that, that didn't that go down too well. We had, we had, okay, the correct way to say the greeting is Asalaamu alaikum. And you reply, Wa alaikum asalaam. However, we had an RE teacher at Blackheath <laughs> High School, Mrs. Gray. She was very Christian. And she wore those sandals, those ego some kaikalia sandals, open toed, yeah, with a heavy open hairy, sock. <laughs> open hairy toed. And she used to either teach it would either be a class on Judaism, Islam, Christianity. We never seemed to do any of the others, just the main three. And she'd always start the class about Islam with, "I say assalam walalakum." You reply, "Walakum alalakum." <laughs> And I tried to correct her once and I had this, one of my best friends at the time, she was born in Iraq and she knew the greeting and um, she was having none of it, none of it. In fact, graded graded us down in our next essay. But anyway, that 
that greeting in that kebab shop in Hackney got yeah. bones thrown at my head. I was booed off stage. Yeah. And it was just another humiliating that was ter- That was a terrible one. And mm. then the one that I think was the saddest is when um, we were at the Edinburgh Festival, we didn't have any punters at all. And I insisted on performing. Yes, we had no one. So the rules in Edinburgh are if there are fewer, and I've said, I've, I'm actually using the correct grammar here, which is something rare, like me. Rare. It was very rare. If there are fewer audience members than performers, you cancel the show. Yeah. We are two performers. There were no audience members. Quick math, yeah? And I said, Shirley, okay, we're not doing the show. And she was not listening to me, just getting out all her props. And we were so prop heavy in that first year. We just had a whole van full of props. And you're laying out your fake weird leg, your wet stuff, laying out French's glasses and your scarf. I go, Shirley, come on, got to go, mate. It's not happening. We've got I no one in the I think, A, I was in denial. And B, I thought that people would eventually turn up and they needed. So it was sad. That was sad. They're three quite bad, just off the top but of my head. But do you know that you, that very character, that French character, when you were so patiently laying out all her props, I think all of ten, um, she's gone viral now on TikTok. Shirley, you keep telling me. So I sent Shirley a clip. She goes, come on, you've got to put something out on TikTok. I'm doing it all the time. You've got to look lively. So I did spend an afternoon filming myself, and I sent it to Shirley, and she put it out on this thing called TikTok. And apparently now, Shirley, how many hits have I got? Apparently, you've got on one of them, you've got over forty thousand. Thank you. And on another, you've got over thirty. Thank you. And we've got more followers on TikTok than we have on Instagram, and we've Which been on amazing. Instagram for for twenty five years, and we've been on TikTok for five minutes. Although you say that, but I've just looked on my... Well, I looked on my TikTok last week and I've still only got two followers, which is you. Yeah, but that's because I'm still... It's so beyond you, isn't it, technology? Because it's my account we've been posting on. Oh, I see. So you've got followers. Pasquale Wilson doesn't. No, but I don't call myself Pasquale Wilson. I've got a photo of us two. I'm always very inclusive. So how many do we have? We have over 700 now. That's the thing. When you do your accounts, you're like, Pasquale Wilson-Clark. When I do mine, I'm like, Shelley Shirley. I have never, ever, ever called myself Wilson Clark. Although I have to say I do Wilson Clark, but no, I'm either Wilson or Clark. I'm very clear about that. Anyway, yeah. you're a TikTok sensation. Sensation. Guys, do, do go over to at the short Shirley, my profile account on TikTok, and then check us out. They want more. I'll give them more. Have um, you seen anything, Shirley? I have actually. We watched a movie because Willie Palmer has to do some research because she's up to her ears in it. And it's not something we'd usually watch. A proper Hollywood blockbuster, but it was just... Tell me. It's been around since 2016. Hidden figures about these... Oh, do you know? Murdering women. No, but three female African-American mathematicians who play this, like, pivotal role in... It must... It means nothing when you say this astronaut who launched into orbits before they went to the moon. And these three women... At the time, it was the 1960s. Women weren't allowed to work, never mind, become engineers or anything like that so you just follow the story of these three amazing women one of them Janelle Monet, and who's the Octavia Spencer actually won a, an Oscar for supporting artists anyway the three women are just so watchable and compelling you follow their lives both personally and work-wise and it's got Kevin Costner of course because it's Hollywood blockbuster Kirsten Dunst is there in the background it will make you laugh it will make you cry Hollywood are really good at telling those like those small stories that are yeah. actually really massive and impacting and you just go wow and what they, put up with, what they put up with, racial discrimination, gender discrimination in the workplace, you, your heart just goes, I can't believe this was happening. Of course it was happening then. And of course we've come a really long way, but we've still got a far we way still to haven't. go. People are, still, people are still pulling out pistols instead of tasers, that's the thing. It, it, well, quite. 
Oh, sure. What's that all about? At that time, there were still coloureds, inverted commas, and whites were in separate, separate toilets, separate seats on the bus, separate libraries. And every five minutes, these women are just getting grief from everyone. And they're the most intelligent women in that room at that time. And it's just give these women a break. And so it's white it watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really great. Okay. And it's really nice in this time to just go, yes, these strong women against all the odds, they just, they go to the top. And I'm not sure that all of them, but one of them was definitely involved in sending the man to the moon. She carried on. Afterwards, when they get the titles on, they say, this is what happened. You're just weeping. You're just going, they're amazing. And then I said to my women partner afterwards, like, I feel so inadequate after watching that. What on earth have I contributed but it's good. Listen, it's good to have a strong response. I watched the Mauritanian at the weekend. Have you heard of it? Um, Our producer has. She's clapping her hands. I the heard. guy, see, he's French Algerian. He was his Taha Rahin. He's in The Serpent and the Prophet. Very yes. good actor. So it's a true story about, and the character's called Slahi's, well, no, the real the person's called Slahi's experience as possibly the highest profile detainee to Guantanamo Bay. He was kidnapped and tortured in the most unimaginable ways. Shirley, I think that torture scene is actually, it went on and on and on and it was disgusting. Oh, I don't think I could watch that. No, but the rest of it was really good. But he was incarcerated for 14 years and he was never, ever charged with a crime. So he probably didn't do it. He didn't do it. That's what I mean. So it's an absolute wind up. Yes, but I go to bed with a tight heart and like my chest is, I can't breathe with the I know what you mean. But the good thing is to watch these things that do give you an amazing response. It's important, I think, because I didn't know anything about this. And the thing is, unlike my unwilling willing, he likes to know what he's going to watch. I don't care. I go whack it on. Who cares? Whack it on. Obviously, for our keeper work. And I didn't know anything about it. I thought it was a really good story. Jodie Foster plays his defence lawyer. She was wonderful. She always is. She's very good. And Benedict Cumberbatch, although he looks like Beavis and Butthead, he's always a very reliable actor, isn't he? One of the best. One of the best. So it's a very good film. That was a very good film. But it's, yeah, it's strong. It's It's a a hard watch. It's a hard watch. It's a hard watch, but it is, it's really good. And at the end, they had some footage of the guy, the real guy, still alive. He could not have been warm, open, smiley. Just, he just, I have to forgive, otherwise I can't live. It's just amazing, that footage at the end. It's like 20, 30 seconds at the end. Anyway, it's a real story. So there we are. Robbed life. Thank you, Shelley, for that. Thank you. Do you think Meghan and Harry have any regrets over their unfortunate timing of the interview with Oprah? Do you think it sent the Duke of Edinburgh off his perch? Just asking. Quirum. I think he was heading off his perch. I know. I just think it's it's a bit sad for Meghan and Harry because they just wanted to be heard, didn't they? And they haven't been again once again. The firm is just too powerful. It makes you realise actually even more powerful than Oprah Winfrey who knew but Shirley you say that but once the queen goes god rest her I do think things will change and I think people will have very little time for Prince Charles so actually I think this will have a massive impact that will last for generations as opposed to everyone who's obviously thinking they shouldn't have done it is over a certain age it's so generational isn't it yeah of course but it's all changed massively after Liz he's back she isn't she got a doctor's note yeah. so controversial isn't it everyone's got something to say I'm so excited I wake up my unwilling willing in the middle of the night and say when Harry lands do you think he'll be at Windsor do you think he'll be at Frogmore and he's got to be fucking joking I'm, I'm, I'm with him I want to chew the fat about the no, fucking no. rules I'm a bit anyway I'm I know the bit. answer for those of you who care he's staying at Frogmore and he's quarantining and he hasn't seen his brother but they have spoken over the phone but Saturday they have to walk shoulder shoulder to shoulder 
shoulder to shoulder it's going to be the first time we see each other because they're in Norfolk just to let you know Kate and Wills are in Norfolk at the moment and Kate's going to be the peacekeeper because she can't right. bear the contention right I'm just saying listen listen I think it's very gracious of Megan to have stepped back I don't believe the doctor's note for for Toffee it's it was the right thing to do I think under the circumstances but you can't just go and throw shit in every corner and expect to just go you can't it's embarrassing no 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 embarrassing you have to situation. no but some people do some people who have the old days with the guest list of 30 after all the ginger princesses them and their brood I know. and every you I know, know yeah. there's a lot of them there's a lot of horses in that pack <laughs> I've seen them I've been watching them all week Andrew he's aged 105 years and as for the as for the youngest one, who you very rarely see, Edward. He keeps himself, no, he keeps himself to himself. Much the Doesn't best. he? But him and his wife, who actually, I quite like the wife. She's a bit more sparky than him. But the royals, I mean, a bunch of Shetland ponies, but I am so obsessed with them all. I have to say, I just am. Yeah, listen, it won't be for long. It won't be for long, so do- Enjoy them while you can. I read a, talking article. of relationships were we talking of relationships no, but it is these are relationships with one another people with you know I'm just thinking about all those children the relationships with their partners and everything and during Covid a lot of relationships either they make it or break it I just saw my friends today she knows so many people are getting divorced she's considering fillers and Botox she's actually she's not considering she's going she's going in two months I said let me know how that goes and if we get someone trustworthy I might do it myself and what are you going to get done? The face or the boobs? I'm not. Don't be ridiculous. I probably won't do anything. If anything, I'm just thinking. It's just a little bit of fillers around the eyes. It's really bringing me down. Yeah. Every time I smile, is... I love to smile. I love to smile, Shirley. And then the just thing everything is... creases up like an old boot. The thing is, slowly, slowly, always looks fine. First, second step. And then next stop, you look like Donatella Versace. Quite. And this is what we're trying to avoid. So relationships, first relationships. Keeping the love alive post-Covid. You probably don't need any help, Shirley. You're probably all fine. Lockdown loving. Hashtag lockdown loving. Didn't get myself in this situation for nothing. What else are you going to do in a lockdown? Psychotherapist, relationship psychotherapist. The the one that helped Diana. I don't know how how good she is. But no, she's been in the biz 40 years. And she just gives these little, little tips, which I think can be useful to some of our listeners. If you are happy, if you are thinking, I can't fucking bear him indoors or her indoors. Oh, please help few little tips to get the spark back. Not so much the spark, because we're not talking about getting in the sack, but just to get the energy back in a relationship. God forbid. God uh, forbid having to get back in that sack. No, we've, we've got affairs for that. My friend also talking about affairs. I just said, oh no, I'm just so not there yet. I'm sure I might be in 10, 15, who knows. But I'm 10, 15? Like, I'd say one, two with you. Do you think? I think as soon as you get a blow dry and a nice dress on, your attitude just comes back. Hey, the thing is, says the kettle. I'm not even going to say the expression because I'm going to get it wrong. Calling kettle black or whatever it is. So she. I yeah. think it was sooner than that. Okay, that's nice for my willing partner to hear when she next tunes in. I um, don't. So don't, she'll be on there. She'll go as well. I think she'll go like before that. me. Yeah, she'll go before you. I wish her well. I wish her. Well. I know that's a sad thing. But listen, as Rizzo my, said last I've week, it works for a while. The adultery works for a while, especially if you can be open and honest and transparent about it. But then there's always going to be one that's too hot to trot and it's going to, you know... The thing is with my willing partner is that she won't humiliate me like the rest have done and go for a younger version. She'll go for an older. She's attracted to much older than me, like Julian Anderson sort of age. And then someone goes, no love, Julian Anderson's actually younger than you. This is what happens these days. Like, oh, she's well old. No, she's "Mm, Actually, a couple of years younger than you. Um, Okay, what tips have you got? Okay, 
foreground your relationship. So instead of always having your partner in the background, because it's so easy, isn't it? They're just in the background. Bring them to the fore. Actually, just listen to them. You okay. know, have proper conversations. Why is it always when we go and see our friends and we all of a sudden come alive, can't stop talking, twinkle in our eyes? We know we're all guilty of that. So foreground your relationship. And you'll like this one. Separation reinforces togetherness. So spending time apart is really important. Oh, I've got dates in the diary. Going. I'm out Saturday, I'm out Monday, I'm out next Wednesday. Although I haven't told him about that yet, but it's fine. But no, it's, it's an obvious one. It's an obvious one. And during COVID, we've just all spent far too much time with our partners. Oh. The idea is that you go out, you have another experience, you come back and you start sharing that experience. Yeah. So you go, I what think you know? And I think it's been really difficult to just come to the table. I know you, you have your TV dinners, but we actually come to the table every night, face each other. I know exactly where she's been, what she's done. So you invariably end up talking about work. At least her work is more interesting than mine. Mine is, I did a podcast with her. Yeah, we just chatted a bit. It's a bit. It was a bit baggy. I guffed on too much. She's same old. Same old. I'll just do two more because she actually gave quite a long list. Allow yourself to be vulnerable. I'm reading a lot about this vulnerability business at the moment for another project. But give so, me an example. So the idea of relationship that what, something we all want is to connect with that other person. To connect with that other person. To we want to be seen. We want to treasure someone, and we want to be treasured. You can't achieve that if you're just playing a role and not really showing your true self. Sometimes it's easier and it's safer just to play a role. Anyway, that's that's a lot more psychology in that one. But I, I, I just mentioned it because I'm reading up a lot about that, that we can't live fulfilled or truly happy unless we are vulnerable. And it's one of my most hated things to expose oneself. We don't tend to do it much. Actually, you're guilty of that as well. I really don't. I um, can't remember the last time I cried. I cry all the time. It's usually for other people. It's rarely for myself. Actually, sometimes I cry for myself. Actually, this year I've cried for myself quite a bit. The last one is we tend to reject love without noticing it. Now, this is an example would be, so instead of your partner coming and just buying you an obvious gesture, which is flowers or I love you or cooking you a meal and making a thing, they might actually do something really subtle, like maybe wash the car, maybe put the bins out, or do something that they do that is their way of showing love, and it's not overtly romantic or anything. And the idea is don't just, go, oh, they haven't done this, they don't do this, that. Don't reject those gestures of love. Just go, ah, that's a really nice gesture of love, and celebrate that and embrace that instead of always just when it happens. About they... I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I'll let him know, and I'll let you know, and I'll let the listeners know in when that order. It happens. Okay. Yeah. But thank you for that, Shelley. That's great, isn't it? Guys, if you're out there, don't divorce. If that valise is by the door, waiting for you, just grab it. But but she also does end, and her, her last one is also no when to leave. She does say, no. don't just stick in anything. Guys, it's not always worth saving, okay? Sometimes you just got to know when to yeah. walk away. Pick up that valise, turn on your tuppence, and don't look back. If you've don't got kids, slightly more problematic. I know, that's the thing. If you've got kids, it is slightly more problematic. Now, what's your winner-winner this week, Sherline? So, my child has been... He has... With the child? We got rid of the child. No, he's only ever slept with a dummy pacifier since he was oh, yeah. about eight weeks old. I dealt with eight weeks of constant screaming and shrilling. And then it was actually one of my Arab... My, the Arabs love a pacifier. They came over and he goes, oh my God, give him a pacifier. What's wrong with you? Why are you sticking your dirty fingers in his mouth anyway? Give him a pacifier. Anyway, it took me a look because everyone's like, no, don't, don't cave in, don't cave in. Anyway, I caved in, just didn't stop crying, stuck in his mouth. I had peace from there on out. Two and a half years later, he still goes to bed with it and I just don't want to be an enabler anymore. My son's addicted and I'm his dealer. So we did it, I think, Saturday night. And I won't, yeah. I won't lie, it's been rocky. The poor little guy in the middle of the night is just like a crack addict, just writhing around and clucking and scratching his face. And then just going, Mum, I need something. And I'm like, I know, son, I know. And then we're rocking him and he's crying and he's screaming. But each night he's got better and better. 
Oh, good. And loads so, of gifts. So no dummies now? No, no dummies. We haven't had dummies since Saturday. And um, we haven't caved as well. And it's been really tough. And we got the Yotto was one of the presents. One of your recommendations. Yeah. He he has a love-hate relationship with it. In the night, when I say, shall we get you a Yotto? He goes, oh, that's right in the bin. I hate the Yotto. Today, he was playing nicely with it. And he got some other presents. And Saturday, the big treat, if he does a whole week, which he will do because we're not going to cave, we're taking him to Hamleys. Good luck with that. But brilliant. But good luck. Because I thought the local toy I mean, shop is a bit I mean, can I tell you something? I'm not even worried about him and his excitement. I'm worried about you and your willing partner with the crowds. That's what I'm worried about. I'm not well, worried about Well, we figure him. we're just going to get their opening time. And if you think about it, yeah, the, yeah. the reason Hamleys is usually so crowded is because it's full of tourists. So if you eliminate yeah. the tourists, everyone's going to their local shops. No one's really going into Let me know. Let me we're going know. to be there by 10am. Yeah. Yeah. Opening time, we're in. He's allowed two gifts and then we're out. I'm excited. I'm excited and nervous for you and for him and for your willing partner. That is really exciting though. So that's dead duck and a winner in one, isn't it? No, it's, it's definitely a winner. What's your winner? I've got three. Son and I had haircuts. Second one, I'm clicking my heels on Soho with a friend in, in town. I can't wait. And also, I think this is a big one. A friend of mine who I recently texted and said, listen, what did you put your baby, your newborn in when you were just downstairs doing the washing up? And she said to me, listen, don't worry about it. I can send you links to all the stuff that I've got and you can borrow it all. So I don't need to buy a single thing because Perfect. a lot of the stuff I borrowed for a newborn, I gave it back and they're now, they're no one's around. So I'm so excited about that and it's in really good nick and it's top of the range. Oh, of course all, it is. All chic. And that is really nice because I thought, oh God, I'm going to have to buy this. Though. And already I've spent money on the doona. I'm really pleased. Yeah, I imagine I it second time round. What? Spending all the money. Yeah, you do. You really see how the second child really gets a rough ride. What's your dead duck? My son's inherited hay fever. No. And I went to the pharmacy yesterday to try and get him something, and there's very little you can give him apart from Pyroton. Mm. You can't really give him anything. And oh, I can tell he's really bad. I think, gosh, it's my Asian genes, isn't it? My mother's got it, my brother's got it, I've got it. Actually, my unwilling willing's got it as well. But it's just, we really suffer. At the moment, when I'm sneezing, I think my organs are going to fall out my fanny. It's so aggressive and so strong. And I feel really sorry for my unborn child. It's really aggressive, not to mention what it does to my Are you doing your Kegels? Pelvic floor. I have been doing them, but not as regularly. Because you have the alarm. I only do it when I think of it. Yeah, you can put the alarm on. It wasn't like, oh, Joanna Carolan, you get the alarm, Pascal Wilson Clark, not for you. It doesn't work like that. Okay, so I'll have to figure out how to set the alarm. Oh, yeah, you figured then... that out, and then you still won't do it. I get reminded I six do times a day. The... I do. No, I do, because I'm actually very worried. I told you last time, the midwife said to me, Would you like me just to push back your uterus? And I said, Yes, please. Thank you, you so much. You, you say you're so worried, but when you told me, What's that app you use? And I said, NHS Squeezy, yeah, but okay. I'm downloading it now. I really need to address this problem, yeah? My insides are falling out onto the floor. I go, okay. And you go, it's two ninety nine. And I go, okay, I'm not going to get it. I said, but why? I didn't You're, say. I didn't you say, you say I'm not going to get it. it. I said, I said, I I said think, did you pay it? You went, yeah? I said, Mom, it's, but it's the price of a coffee. Like, she goes, yeah, but am I going to be like, repeat? Is it like a subscription? I said, no, it's a one-off. Are you sure? Yes. But I don't pay for any apps. What apps do you pay for? I pay for a lot of apps, actually. Yeah. I'm not going to go into them because they're very boring and they're all health-related. Okay, but, but you I'm know, saying just... I don't know any apps that you pay for. Yeah, so but you're just downloading, like, Face Swap and, like, um, Scribble Scrabble and just... Know these ones. I don't know these ones. Scribble Scrabble, <laughs> Face Swap... I, that's not, you've got the wrong, you've got the wrong princess here, love. I don't know what you're talking about. But listen, all I'm saying is I've never heard of paying for apps. Yeah, decent apps you pay for. Why how do apps make money? Okay, our producer um, wants us to start up now. Shall I do my dead duck quickly and then we can wrap yeah, up? Yeah, please. 
Okay, so out of common decency to my the wider people, I take a COVID test every time I go out. Okay, I took I was going to Battersea Zoo today, and I thought I'm going to take a COVID test. I would love it if everyone else showed me the same courtesy, but I don't expect that from human nature. Anyway, I take the test, and as predicted, it's a negative. I go out to Battersea, sign in everything. That place is absolutely rammed, as I say. Came back, looked at the it was just there on the counter, and it's got another line. So I'm going to have to do. I haven't done, and literally, I had to then do record the podcast, and I thought that's not good because <laughs> there really was so many good. there was so many people there, and it's that simple. That's what I mean. It's and for someone like me who doesn't do anything, doesn't go out. My hands look like a dead man's hands because I just sanitise and wash the whole time. If, when I do it again, and then I'm going to have to go and do a proper PCR, yeah. all those poor U- European and international bastards at Battersea Zoo and their children, there are so many, and I'll have to alert, of course, the app will say, and then everyone will be notified. It's that simple. Anyway, I'm really hoping that there's an but error. I, did you not wait your time? It comes up quite quickly, and I had to move. I was already Keep so us late, posted so. on that, Shirley. Keep yeah, us posted I will, on that. but I, I, and gu- I, I really was... feel so guilty. And you, uh, Yeah, I get it. The thing is, yesterday when I went to the pharmacy to ask about the hay fever tablets, the guy behind the pharmacist said to me, because he looked at my belly, and he said to me, are you taking these regularly? I said, I do them every three to four weeks. And he said, here's a pack of seven. Please make sure you get them done. And if you do, if it does show the line, the positive line, you must go and get the PCR test. Yeah, you have to do. That's what I told you when you, you have to do the PCR test if it shows a line, because that will tell you properly. But I haven't had a line recently. No, but when you did last time, when you had the line, you didn't then go and get PCR. Anyway, this is just, this is, sorry guys, sorry guys, we're just but, a bit of a domestic, sorry guys. But it's a big deal, so yeah, go and do that, and then we can see how you get on. KO. Okay, oh. Alright then. Thanks okay, guys. Okay guys, it's a bit this of a Debbie been... Downer. Shelly yeah. may or may not have COVID, she will let us know next week how she gets on with that. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Thank Huge you. Huge thanks for Mabel Productions. Shelly, thank you very much, let us know. They're thank you, we'll do. We'll do. Okay. Over and out. Okay. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Motherfunk with Shirley and Shirley, otherwise known as Joanna Carolan and Pascal Wilson, produced by Mabel Productions. Tune in and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.